Welcome to the Louisiana Delta Crop Podcast, covering agriculture and all things related in East Carroll, Madison, Tinsall, Concordia, and Catahoula Parishes. Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of the Louisiana Delta Crop Podcast. My name is Kylie Miller and today I'm at Dean Lee and we have a special guest that we've brought to you today and that is Miss Donna. How are you? I'm doing well, thank you. Good. Well, Miss Donna, you're the coordinator for the Master Farmer Program and um, last week the Ag Leadership Program was in Vidalia and you're a guest speaker and you talked about sustainability, is that correct? That's correct. Okay. So um, what can you talk about for us today with sustainability, I guess? Well, what uh, James Hendricks and I were asked to talk about Mm -hmm. to the internal leadership class was how does the Master Farmer Program relate to sustainability? Mm -hmm. You know, sustainability and going green and, you know, sourcing your food and so forth has gotten uh, so important over the last few years. I mean, even to the housewife in Nebraska that goes to the store and she looks on the shelf, you know, she's more apt to buy something that says grown sustainably or possibly organic or things like that. So, you know, realizing the the importance of even just that labeling. And we wanted to relate how our program uh, really does define sustainability and environmental stewardship. This year is actually the 20th year for Master Farmer Program. It was started in 2001 uh, in the Mermintal Watershed in Southwest Louisiana. And it's grown to where we have about 3,800 participants in the program so wow. far. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, it's really it's really gone a long ways, and we've gotten a lot of support over the years from different groups and agencies for that that have helped us with that program. Mm-hmm. Um, to date, we have about 370 that are certified or recertified. Um, so it's you know when you look at about 10% of the people that are in the program are certified, it means that those people have taken hopefully the information that we've been able to give them or some of it and actually implemented some of those conservation practices on their farm to address resource or environmental concerns. So really when we think about Master Farmer, it was created because there was some threats or talk of impending regulation, environmental regulation for our farmers. Well, the Ag Center and Farm Bureau and NRCS and the other agencies said, look, we need to have something where the farmers can be voluntarily addressing these issues, uh, but doing it on an educational platform. Mm -hmm. And that's basically what we are. We are the educational part of the program. And NRCS works with the producers to actually implement these practices Mm -hmm. with this whole farm conservation plan. So the goal is to make these producers more sustainable, to... Mm -hmm you know, improve not only the water quality coming from these farms, but actually improve the health of the soil, the productivity. You know, it's not just about, you know, the environment. Uh, The the people and the producers have to make a living. You know, these practices have to, at some point, either save them money or make them money, or they're not going to do it. That's right. So we try to just um, really reiterate the fact that these practices you know, and there's a lot of conservation practices available to producers nowadays, um, and a lot of them are available for cost share if they need that with within RCS. But, but the Master Farmer Program really wants to just push the thought that you know, if you can make some of these management decisions on your farm that will address some of these issues, be proactive, do it in a voluntary manner, you know, then we can hopefully help you be more sustainable to where you can leave the land in as good or better shape, you know, for your children or grandchildren or whatever That's in the right. long run. That's right. 
Well, um, if you were someone listening to this podcast today and you were listening and you thought that we, that's something I want to be involved in, what would be the first step if you were wanting to be a master farmer or get into the master farmer program? Well, we have a website. Uh, we've actually been working the last, I'd say, probably six or seven months to redo it, to okay. make it a little more user-friendly, mm-hmm. um, to where there's actually some icons that say how to become a certified master farmer, and it kind of lists the steps involved. It lists our trainings that are coming up. It has our contact information. So there's a lot of information on the website. Mm -hmm. We also have a Facebook page where we talk about events and have pictures from field days and so forth. But if somebody's just brand new that doesn't really know anything about the program, but Mm -hmm. maybe they've been farming for a while and they think, you know, okay, well, maybe it's time I look into this. We can offer the classroom training like what we're doing today Mm -hmm. uh, where they can come and listen to thought uh, water quality problems and and the conservation practices that can help address that. Um, We have presentations from DEQ, from NRCS, you know, just a lot of different environmental and water quality Mm -hmm. information. Um, So they can attend one of the classroom trainings, they can go to one of the field days that's approved by the program, typically all of the Ag Center field days, Mm -hmm. or they can actually go ahead and start working with NRCS on a conservation plan. And a lot of producers are working with NRCS on equip contracts and things like this. So that is addressing some of the resource problems. Mm -hmm. It's not the entire farm plan that's Mm -hmm. required. but. So really, a, a producer or a farmer could get involved in a number of ways. It just kind of depends on their timeline, if mm-hmm. they want to do this in a hurry, mm-hmm. or you know, if they want to take their time and kind of work through it. But just to get some information about it, they can go to our website, they can go to our Facebook page, or they can call their county agent, mm-hmm. or they can contact me or James Hendricks mm-hmm. um, or Randall Mallet over in the Natchitoches Parish. Okay, okay, yeah. Well, um... What um, I know we have, it's October now, and there's not many field days coming up the schedule, but do y'all have anything on the plans for this winter or coming into the spring? Well, with COVID last year, mm-hmm. you know, a lot of things got put on hold. Several of our field days turned into virtual field days that were recorded, and those are actually listed on our website, and they will count for credit if somebody mm-hmm. wants to watch them at home. Uh, the only one coming up um, that I'm aware of right now that's for sure is October 20th, and it's in Napoleonville. Uh, that would be more for the sugarcane producers and mm-hmm. maybe people in that area. Um, there is also October 23rd in the southwestern part of the state. It's a beef and forage field day at the UL farm in Cade, just okay. south of Lafayette. So if you're interested or you have you know, livestock or sugarcane, you can attend one of those. I think that was good you pointed that out because we think row crop, but I, I yeah, hadn't considered that. Right, and yeah. there's there's a lot of livestock opportunities. We don't have as many probably livestock mm-hmm. field days as we do row crops, um, and the Ag Center is just now kind of getting back into uh, what we think of as a normal routine of offering in-person uh, events. So we're really trying to get back into that. But we do have those two coming up. Um, in October that's probably going to be the end of it for this year mm-hmm. and then we start early in the spring planning our trainings and um, and field days and so forth mm-hmm. for next spring and summer. Mm-hmm. Well um, I forgot to mention this to you before but we had a meeting yesterday and Mr. James said y'all just got a, a large grant or something y'all had received yeah? Well we got a grant it was funded through a national um, NRCS grant okay. but it was through the National Wildlife Federation mm-hmm. and the Master Farmer program, the Grazing Lands Conservation Initiative, and the Soil and Water Conservation Districts were all partners in getting this grant. 
and it's something a little bit different than what we've done before. We're, we're very involved in cover crop grants and water quality projects and things mm -hmm. like this. Um, and this is really educational outreach, I guess, mm -hmm. um, to the T. But it's a program called Conservation Champions. <clears throat> it's been very successful in several other states. And what it is, is a producer uh, partners with a, a conservation outreach person, like an ag center person or maybe a soil and water conservation district staff member. Mm -hmm. And they will fill out an application and they can be awarded up to $15,000. And what, what they would have to do if they're selected is list uh, or make a plan of events where they could go around and talk about conservation to possibly um, some producers and people that what we call um, that they were not early adopters. They may be a little more hesitant about conservation or cover crops and things like this. So it's really trying to target some of those groups that maybe either don't have enough information about soil health and conservation and cover crops and some of these things. Mm -hmm. um, you know, just trying to find new innovative ways to reach those groups of people mm -hmm. that maybe we haven't been able to reach in our traditional methods of you know, right, our yeah. educational events. So we're really excited about this project um, and this grant. It's going to go over four years. Um, the applications are out right now. They're listed on the Master Farmer website. <clears throat> They can contact one of us and the Master Farmer faculty to get it. Um, but basically, they would need to fill out the application by December 1st, and then they will be notified if they're awarded uh, the funding in January. Okay. So then they'll have to go through a little bit of training and so forth. But um, it's really a, a neat idea, and like I said, it's been very successful in other states, mm -hmm. and we're hoping that it will be successful here. Right. Well, um that's all the questions I have today. Do you have anything else coming up the pipe? Or? Um, no, that's it right now. We're just, uh, like I said, after 20 years, we're still, <laughs> we're still uh, doing what we need to do, offering these opportunities. We're trying to offer some more virtual and online opportunities, uh, like the Phase 1 training. Typically, we hold that in person, but uh, we do have a recorded version. We're going to make that available so somebody, if they're sitting at home or sitting in another state or they can't come to a training, mm -hmm. where they can actually do it, take a little test, and they will get credit for that online. So we really want to offer some things um, that we haven't been able to in the past, so mm -hmm. we're working on that now. Yeah, and um, I know how much work that is. <laughs> yes. uh, yeah, but anyway, well, we appreciate uh, you being on the program today, appreciate and um, you're also you're welcome anytime. And uh, uh, thank you. I appreciate it. Thank Thanks. you. The Louisiana Delta Crop Podcast is produced by the LSU Ag Center Extension Service. For more information, visit the LSUAgCenter.com or contact your local Extension office.